Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. <laughs> You're not spoiled. Oh, uh, you know what? We just hit record and record. As Sarah said, but you're not oh, steel, James, you're not steel. But it's fine because we're going to keep it in. We're going to keep it in. We're going to keep it in. And the reason we're going to keep it in is because we were talking about how sometimes whenever it comes to finance, it's too pale, male and stale. And we're actually here to completely unravel that today with the podcast subject at matter, which is mortgages and maternity. That was that just happened completely off the cuff. We didn't actually script that, but I think that's an amazing intro to the podcast. Sarah, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Hi, Jay. Thanks for having me on again. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. So, Sarah, anyway, back to what we were saying just then. Well, we're obviously, you're a returning face in the podcast. You've been on a few times now which is amazing. And you and I were literally just chatting before I hit the record button. Totally my fault because I hit it out of the blue and I didn't warn you. Uh, We were literally just chatting about how actually sometimes when it comes to information on finance, well, there can be a little bit of a, what is the terminology that I'm looking for? Maybe a bias in there, or maybe it's not as accessible to everyone as it could be. And one of those areas is making information with regards to mortgages and the considerations that we have to allow for whenever we're on maternity leave, making information on that more available, which is exactly why we are shooting this podcast today. So on that very note, Sarah, what are your thoughts on that? What are you, in fact, before we talk about the subject matter at hand, what are your thoughts on what I just said? Do you think there's a bit of a gender gap there? Uh, well, I, I think there's major discrimination going on with lenders. Uh, self, so this is self-employed. So be it dentist or anybody. So I had this exact scenario with one of the UK's largest lender, um, High Street name, where they will actually work off one year accounts. So I could have a self-employed dentist, one year accounts, and they will work off a one year accounts plus a projection of the accountant, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got a client who has a mortgage with said lender and um, she has had maternity. So because her maternity leave staggered over two tax years, it affected her tax returns for two years on the banks. But the last tax return, which was up until April 23, that showed a full year of going back back into um, dentistry, full-time, full-year. So over 90-odd K in earnings. So I thought, no problem, that would be fine because that lender will do one year's accounts plus a projection of the accountant. If I, I even got her tax return from the three years previous tax return, which shows her income pre any maternity, So 
so I've got a really good history. We, we, we could get a projection of the accountant, bearing in mind we're, we're 10 months into the next tax year. So the accountant can give a very, very good projection. And they, they declined it. They won't do it. They will, they will, she's got a, a an early redemption penalty on her mortgage, and uh, and they will not do it. She has got oh, like I've got loads of lenders that will will work it on the evidence that I've I've got, but you know, and and that that's it. Fortunately, I didn't give the advice um when when this client took the mortgage out but you know that that could have quite easily have, have been me and 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 that's the thing you know mortgage brokers as well as dentists or anything you don't know what you don't know there we are wow okay cool yeah. so did you select an alternative provider yeah yeah we've got a mortgage offer with another lender high street name the rate is actually you know very very competitive so so it's absolutely fine but this client has got to pay two thousand pounds to exit the other other lender as a as an early redemption penalty which is frustrating but it's it's you know she she's able to move on but then i've got another client who has had three babies over a five year, five tax years. So she has got the same problem. She's got five years of tax return with maternity in them because she's staggered five tax years. And, right. and, and so, so that's all I would say is any females, and I can be biased. That's cool. <laughs> Although men can take maternity, um, but I can be I can be gender biased here. Um, yeah, so any females that are thinking about having the mortgage and maybe hope to, hoping to have children at some point in the future, um, that yeah, perhaps speak to a broker and make sure that. Um, they're making that they're, they're they're thinking about not just today thinking about the future as well because it might mean that you pay 0.2 percent more on the rate now but you've got that flexibility going forward in the future gotcha so you would pay 0.2.3 extra on the rate that would happen because you've You've got a lender that that will that will be a lot more flexible in the future than than a lender who may be main you know very mainstream market one of the UK's largest lenders. Um, and you might think, right? Well, I'll go there. It's a recognised brand, and you know. They, they will be, they'll look after me, but they might have the best rate in the market. But sometimes it's not always about the best rate. It's about the best to suit your circumstances. Got you. Okay, so totally hear you. So can you give me just to really crystallize that? You know, when you talked about that additional flexibility with yeah. regards to accepting a higher interest rate, how might that flex additional flexibility look specifically? Right. So so had my client who 
is with the number one UK's number one lender. She she is having to pay a £2,300 exit penalty for coming out of her fixed rate earlier than what what she should that she's contracted to pay uh, for. So the, the, the rate actually ends at the end of May. She can't delay her new purchase until the end of well, until the beginning of June. So so the early redemption penalties are payable. Now the more most lenders will allow mortgages to be portable. So you can take that mortgage with you to the new property. But because you're moving home, it's full income and affordability assessment. And because she's only got one year's accounts. Right. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. They they won't do it. Right. They I won't see. do it. I see. Um, so she can't move transfer, because that would be my first recommendation, or certainly the first thing that I look at is keeping with your existing lender and moving that across to the new property to avoid paying that exit penalty. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. So it might mean that, you know, we've got that scenario where I'm looking to give somebody advice and they may, they hope to perhaps have children in the future. They're thinking about taking, let's say, a five-year fix. So they're going to be locked into that lender for five years. Well, what if they move home within five years? What 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 are the chances of that lender transferring that mortgage over? Even though, you know, and this is this is what the, the misconception is. Well, I'm just transferring the mortgage over. They'll move it over. They, they, they're not obliged to. Lenders are not obliged to. It is still full income and affordability assessment. They they still have to do a full assessment. So even if you're not borrowing any more money, uh, like in this scenario, she was, I think if it was a case of she wasn't borrowing any more money, I think um, they probably would have done it. But you know, right. nobody knows. Okay, I'm totally with you now. So they, they reassess your income each yes. and every time. And then obviously, if we've been on maternity, well, income isn't quite where we'd expect it to be, given that we're self-employed as Dennis, right? Yeah. And the majority of lenders, you see, will once you've got two years of accounts, they will average your last two years' figures, which is what happened in this. She'd got one year fully back back full time but the previous year because you've got that maternity in there and been off for a lot of that time the average of the two years was much much lower it was like 50 percent of the latest year's figures big time okay let's uh let's let's talk about the men as well how about that with with, with paternity uh yeah. but i guess that doesn't really affect their income as much because they don't tend oh, to be off for as long yeah, possibly not. Although, although under the under the maternity, you know, law, you can, you know, you can have up to a year off, and you can split that. However, mm. the women don't have the have have the time. You know, the 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 woman could have like a month off, and then the partner uh, could could take up to eleven months off. 
Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, cool. No, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting my head around all of this. And listen, it's, it's, it's useful to know because what we're basically saying is high level is this is a consideration for it's families. It's a consideration, yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I, as I say to, as say to clients, the, the main thing is, is that you're in a good position to make an informed decision. If you have all of the facts that, all of the potential problems that might be there in the future. It might be that you don't have a choice. You know, it's like there is one lender that's going to lend me money uh, or the money that I want, and I've got to take it or leave it. So, you know, uh, but, but you know, it's very rare that, that clients are in that situation. There's normally, more, normally more than one, one choice. Gotcha. So what do these potential penalties look like? Is it usually a fee for leaving the terms of your fixed, yes. fixed mortgage? So it can, it can range from, typically, I would say, between 1% of the loan outstanding and 5%. 5%? That could be a lot of money. Yeah. So if you've got half a million mortgage, 5%, you're looking at a 25k early redemption penalty no thanks no 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 especially if it can be avoided with a little bit of planning yes yeah gotcha anything else potential parents need to know whenever it comes to mortgages is that the main thing uh if you're going to be putting children uh, through private schooling again that lenders take that into account on affordability and that can have a massive impact on what you can borrow so again uh, you don't really want to be coming off a rate um, and with a lender that's not very good at offering their existing borrowers follow-on rates or good follow-on rates if you're going to you know come off a rate and you've got school fees and you're going to struggle on affordability because, you know, you might have school fees and one person might have reduced their hours and therefore working less. So you've had the double whammy in the fact that you're earning less income and your outgoings have increased. So, you know, you, you might not actually be able to borrow what you currently have. So then it's, it's sort of taking that into account in the future so that you make sure that you're with a good lender that offers good rates to their existing borrowers or lock in on for a longer time to ride through that way. Gotcha. So this can all be helped with good planning? Yes. Yeah. I see. <laughs> Definitive yes right there. Okay, that's what we like to hear. We like definite yeses. We like definite yeses. Amazing. And in your experience, is this something that you run through? in your experience with your clients whenever they come to you? And is there a certain, do you, do you, is there a certain demographic that we're, we maybe have in mind uh, whenever, we're, whenever we're saying these things? Um, I, I, you know, a lot of my clients, they're probably, you know, right from just, just graduated, finished the FD uh, through, through to, you know, people that are redeeming their mortgages. And I've got quite a few of those clients because I've, I've been working with dentists now for 20 years. So I'm now in the 
I'm now starting to see some of those going through and actually paying their mortgages off because interest rates are much higher than what they were and, um, you know, they've got the means to pay it off. So do everything. But I would say that, you know, people that sort of perhaps in their sort of 30s, 40s, I, I deal with a lot of those maybe buying practices and, and or buying their forever home or the final, their family home. Um, so that's when they they tend to sort of max out on on everything, and that's probably you know the the time when things are the tightest, when when they're buying their lord their family home, they're having they've got young family, and maybe you know one one party is working slightly less, so reduced income, and that's possibly the the the, the tightest time that my clients might say. Gotcha. Okay, good to know. Well, listen, Sarah, I actually think that that is probably a really good moment to round off this podcast. Let's keep it powerful, impactful, and, uh, you know, as as concise as we can. So on that very note, Sarah, if anybody wants to know anything more about what we talked about today, how would they be best off getting in touch with you? Through the website, Sarah at... Uh, sorry, that's my email address, www.sarah-grace.co.uk. Or, um, and that's got a, that's got a let's talk um, email. So you can email through that. that. That comes through to me and my team. So somebody will always get back to them. Or have a look at the website. The website um, uh, got our phone number on, 0203 So whichever way we have the technology we have the technology we can do anything the year is 2024 there we are good stuff okay cool well listen thank you so much for your sarah uh, for, ah, thank you so much for your time today oh, uh, lovely. thank uh, you james always a pleasure i'm sure we see each other again very very yeah very. see you soon bye now bye if you enjoyed this podcast please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.